welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. Uh, today, we're talking about perspective. I've got Norton Stern joining us, and Norton is a, a 50-year veteran of investments in, in, in the marketplace and, uh, you know, just a font of wisdom. So I uh, asked him to join us today and talk, us, talk to us about some of his experiences uh, throughout his 50 years. You know, in the, in the news today, you know, a lot of states are talking about reopening, um, you know, so Norton, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but before we go into that, Norton, first of all, thank you for joining us. Can you uh, introduce our listeners to yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you personally? Oh, you're welcome. Good morning, David. I'd be glad to. So personally, okay, well, personally, I'm married uh, with two boys, wonderful, beautiful daughter-in-law, five grandchildren. I married my high school sweetheart in uh, 1964. I'm now in a condo in Florida where where I'm quarantined and um, not doing badly down here. It's warm, but it's funny when we talk, when you talk about what's uh, my personal background, I talked about getting married to my high school sweetheart. Well, back then, I was uh, playing guitar and singing for all the local DJs on their little record hops and things like that. And I never thought I would be in this business. I thought I would be in that business. And obviously, I wasn't nearly good enough for that, which is lucky for me. Um, <laughs> so now down here, down here in quarantine, you know, I've been downloading some of that um, old music and and from the early and mid 60s and late 50s and playing it. And it was, you know, it was a much more innocent time then. And during these times, which don't feel so innocent to me, I find it uh, very comforting. And uh, that, that's what I'm doing with uh, a lot of my time. That's a little bit of my background. Interesting. I think it's an interesting point for listeners to know about you. So you have a background in music, uh, a history in finance, and two boys, and one is in finance and one is in music. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. One is out in San Diego and LA, and uh, he's doing a big job in finance and very successful and very good at what he does. And the other son really uh, graduated with a music degree from University of Michigan and went on to be very successful in business with a lot of that uh, music education. And, and um, my grandkids are in the arts, in music, some in piano, one in dance, actually one in piano. And it's been part of our world. It's led us to a, a very good and satisfying uh, life. I knew you say you got married in 1964. When did you get into the financial business transition sort of out of music? Tell us a little bit about that. You know, after I realized I wasn't very good, I mean, that was easy to transition out. But but actually, maybe 65 or 66, I met a, a guy named Richard Womack, who um, sold me something that you've probably never heard of, a contractual mutual fund program. Back in those days, you could buy a mutual fund either with a 12 and a half year program or a 15 year program where you could choose 30 a month or $50 a month or a hundred dollars a month. 
and they could send you a coupon book and you would buy into that mutual fund for those years and then it would mature and you could do what you wanted with. And it was amazing because back then in 65 and 66, the whole idea how I was sold was you get diversification of the mutual fund, the importance of dollar cost averaging, the importance of long-term and management. And that was in 65 and 66. And, and it just caught me. And, and I had a love for this whole thing and learning about these stocks and learning about investing. Dick Womack became my partner. I joined, I got licensed in 68, as you know, and stayed partners with him till he retired uh, 10 years ago. And he passed away last year, unfortunately, but everything we learned about then, about doing what's best for the client, about full disclosure, about honesty, and what, what we now call fiduciary requirements. And we, we practiced, that's what we were taught. So we got in business, became a fully disclosed broker dealer. From there, we were bought out by Hamilton Investments and then Wells Fargo. And then I joined up after Dick retired with Mark Burns, uh, which is now Synergy Capital Solutions. And it's that was 11 years ago, I guess. It's been an amazing, amazing career and an amazing ride with amazing people. So I, I have this quote that I've, I've shared with listeners in past podcasts, it comes from my hockey world, but one of my coaches said, there's no substitute for experience. And uh, you can either go out and pay the hard knocks to get it yourself, or you can lean on the wisdom of others. So part of what I wanted to do today is, is lean on your many years of experience and and maybe just talk through over your 50 years of investing, maybe point out some times where uh, clearly the, the pandemic that we're facing right now is unique to yep. uh, not only the medical community, but our investment community. But there have been times throughout your 50 years where you were at a place where you're saying, you know, this is very scary and this is why. And part of the conversation I wanted to have today is just pointing out times where you can recollect what was going on in history, how that impacted the market, and then how you were able to help people navigate through that. Love to do it because it's a lesson that everybody's got to listen to. Well, listen, I got licensed in 1968. And in December of that year, the Dow Jones Industrial Industrials was 985 on December 3rd. It didn't close above 1,000 till November of 1972. And I'm thinking of all those things that you just asked me about. And, and I'll tell you, in 1968, when I joined, North Korea captured the, the Pueblo. I don't know who remembers that, but the market dropped. You know, I was told by the people I was working for at that time, this is why we dollar cost average. The market's down. Don't worry. You know, you, you got to stay with it and put money in during the downtimes as long as the uptimes. You can't be scared. Well, the market dropped again in 73 during the oil embargo. There was a brutal bear market between 73 and 74. And listen to this. 74, the Dow was down to 577. And it wouldn't be over 1,000 till 1982. <laughs> In, nine, in 1982, that it went from 1,000 to now. In 1974, Nixon resigned. In 76, New York, 70, New York City threatened bankruptcy. In 1977, there was an energy crisis. In 1980, it was the Abscam scandal. You know, in 81, uh, President Reagan and the Pope were shot. In 1982, was the worst recession in 40 years. 
1983, the Soviets shot down a Korean airliner. All these times, the market took terrible drops. But the scary one is what you've all heard of, which was uh, Black Monday in 1987, October 19th, where Warren Buffett was afraid, and he talked about it. And the market dropped 22 percent, uh, 508 points. Today, that would be 5,000 points. What was the mantra then? Do we get out? Do we have our clients get out? Or do we stay the course? Do we dollar cost average? Do, are we in this for the long term? And that's what we did. The junk bond debacle took place in 89. In 90, Iraqi troops invaded Kuwait, the first Gulf War. Everybody knows what happened on September 11th. The World Trade Center was attacked. Markets closed for four days and opened up down 15%. What do you do? You stay the course and look what's happened. Look what's happened. The worst of them all, the scariest of them all, though, for me, was, was in 2008, the recession in 08. We didn't know if the banks were going to fail, and we were like two days away from that. I don't know if you remember, but President Bush was handing the keys over to Obama, and, and I remember having a meeting with, with my partner, Mark Burns, and we said, what do we do here? Well, how do we advise our clients? Is this it? And we decided to stay the course. And look what's happened over the 10 years. And now when I think about it and I see where, where the Dow is now and where it was and all the times we were scared and how scared we are now. The, the worst thing about now, the only thing different about now was the abruptness of the drop. That's right. what's got everybody crazed. The fact of the matter is what we lost for most clients is pretty much what we gained last year. It's pretty much, that's all it's done so far is, is, is wash out that. And we're staying the course. We're waiting. We're being careful. Uh, we're going to nibble in, at least from my train. But look, what I learned back in 1968, think about it. Here we are 52 years later. And the idea was long-term, diversification, dollar cost averaging, professional management. Now, of course, we're team-based. We're more sophisticated. We have computers. We can reach out to clients easier. And the team thing is the most important. And, and it's worked out just very, very well. So what am I doing right now? I'm as frightened of a pandemic as everybody else. Sure. And what am I telling my, my people, my friends, my family? Do not sell out into this. Do not sell. Trust the system. Trust the plan. Make sure you have a plan and did the plan. Talk to your advisor, wherever they are. And, and be reassured that this country of ours, this system of investing in American industry hasn't failed us. And I don't believe it's going to fail us. Wow. A lot there. What, <laughs> you know, and obviously I've been in the business a long time, but just to reflect back and hear you talking about North Korea capturing the USS Pueblo back in 68. Right. I mean, that was before I was born, right? But right. to, to hear right. the stories of times past where we didn't know what was ahead, we were frightened about what was in front of us, you know, how we were able to move through that. And just to kind of, uh, you touched on this a little bit, but to kind of tease this out a little bit more, you know, what has all this experience taught you? Oh, it's taught me that we're on the right course. It's taught me that we're going to get blindsided between now and the end all the time. 
It could be a 9-11, God forbid. It could be a Black Monday. It could be a virus. Be prepared. The plan is what it taught me. The, the, the whole idea that uh, diversification and being with people who care about you and are advising you, be it your accountant and, or attorney, going with your program, it's taught me. By the way, I talked about the innocent times. I think mainly it was a more innocent time of, of music and, and dating and Saturday night. But, but the fact of the matter is, it wasn't more innocent as far as things that could come at you from left field. And the idea is to be prepared. I guess, I guess that's what it's taught. You know, back in the early days when it was the Pillable or something like that, I wasn't as scared. I didn't know enough to be scared. I listened to my boss. I did what he said. Um, I believed him. What scared me was later when I got smart. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and that's when I get scared, you know, Black Monday or 9-11, but more important, 08. But, but I see where we ended up. And now we see we, we drop where was the Dow at, almost 30. And now it's, listen, we're doing well. And, and yeah. most everybody who understand if it wasn't for the abruptness and the scariness of, of this virus, it would be it would be just another one of those times for me. Right. Yeah, and we've talked in the past in past podcasts about you know you have this this very strong economy and then you flip a switch and say everybody stay home. Um, right. And here we are today. You know, some states are starting to open up. I know uh, Georgia is is kind of at the front end of that. Other states will follow. Any right. thoughts on that, you know, personally, yeah. market standpoint, yeah. what are your thoughts there? I have a couple different thoughts. I have thoughts from being uh, an older person now. I mean, I may be cocky, but, but not with my health. The fact of the matter is my wife and I, we're going to stay in until we get more of an all clear. And even if we're told we can uh, go to the gym or we're probably not going to do that. We do have to get the economy going. It's absolutely imperative that, that people work. Well, I was watching the interview with the governor of Georgia, uh, or one, not with the governor, with one of the owners of, of these uh, gyms. And, and he was saying, look, we can be responsible. We can open businesses responsibly to our employees and to our customers. We can do this. And I'm thinking, I think we can do this. I think we can. I think we can be responsible and open some businesses and see where it goes. And that's going to be the test ground in Georgia. But I like the interview and I like the idea where entrepreneurs can say, look, we're going to open this thing. Look, we had to go mail um, a letter yesterday, my wife and I, and we went into one of these mail places. I, I forgot which one it was. We walked in with our mask and a lady walked in without a mask. And the proprietor said, I'm sorry, we're, we're not, you can't be in here without a mask. And I'm thinking, ah, this thing can be done with responsible proprietors to their employees. And, to, and I think on a limited way, it can be done. And uh, we'll see, we'll see if people are too greedy or too eager, or I hope they don't blow this thing off. But I like the interview. And I like the thought of we can be responsible. We can do this thing. Uh, forget about the, the people who say uh, there is no pandemic. It's all a, a myth. You know, forget that and get to the, to, to the intelligent 
entrepreneurs and business owners. And I love the interview. I love the idea uh, saying, I think we can do this responsibly. We're going to, we're going to show the world we can. And uh, for me, we'll wait and see for my wife. We'll wait and see, but just like the guy in the mail place who told his customer, his paying customer, you can't come in without a mask to me was like, I get it. I get it. I think we might be able to do this. Any message you want to share with our listeners as we reflect back on your over 50 years experience here? What I want to say is this has been an amazing career for me, an amazing life, mainly for the people I've met through this journey, people I've worked with all the way through, all the way through from Dick Womack to Mark Burns, to all the people, to all my clients, the friendships I've made, the relationships I've had, and plus, I think doing a good job for the people who trusted us has left me very, very fulfilled with how I chose my life. And I'm not done. I'm not emeritus. I'm not retired. As long as I have my computer and as long as I'm, I'm well, you know, this isn't, this isn't like the old days of heavy lifting. I'm loving what I'm doing. And I'm loving our team and I'm loving our clients and I'm not going anywhere. So that's my message. Oh, good. Good. And we're glad. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, Norton, can you, uh, first, first of all, thank you for spending some time with us today. You know, I just, I love chatting with you and really appreciate you sharing your experiences. I don't Uh, don't like the idea. I don't like the idea. You weren't born in 68 though. I don't like that. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I plugged that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I wrote listen. that down. <laughs> Thanks, Norton. We appreciate your time today. Loved it. Loved every minute. Thank you. Absolutely. Look forward to having you back. And for any listeners that uh, want to get a hold of Norton or anyone on the Synergy team, you can reach out directly at hello, H E L L O, at synergycapitalsolutions.com. Or you can reach us on the web at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. And so to our listeners, thank you for joining us today on Your Financial Planet. Um, To subscribe, press the subscribe button below. And if you'd like to share this with family or friends, simply press share and forward this along. And we look forward to speaking with you again at our next show. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. 
Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.